those of you who got an invite, welcome to Nerd Prom. <laughs> no matter where in the world you are, we're all Nerds International. With the hyphen. <laughs> Don't go check. Read some Chuck out. Tingle. No. no, do mate. He's he's a genius. He's oh. doing stuff that you would never even dream of. Space Raptor butt invasion. Space Raptor butt invasion. And Space Raptor butt redemption. Oh, oh right. That's the secret. Someone's gonna pay. <laughs> <laughs> Coming at you live from a Skaven Skidmark, it's me, Nick Lamley. And me, Harrison Hunt, aka Rand McNally. And we are. Tabletop. Ta to tabletop to twats. Tabletop twats. Yes. Ever professional tabletop twats. So, this is twats. a podcast all about RPGs and tabletop RPGs. And In Wix, they are put on top. No. Yep. What? No. 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry. It's been a while. Um, this week we've got some amazing stuff for you. We've got what we've been saying. We've got the fucking competition. We're doing a new competition. You could win yeah. big. So stay tuned. Keep listening. Yeah. And then we've got the main subject, which this time is going to be the big villain. And then we've got Song Fight, which is returning. And then Fireside Tales, Chamber of Challenges. And then we're going to read out the Electro Letters. It's going to be such a good show, Nick. I'm, I've got prostitutes on their way. We've got mountains of cocaine in front of us. It's going to be the best damn show we ever dashed, the best damn did. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to stop doing the coke already. Oi! Yeah? What you slaying? This is what we've been slaying. And this is where we talk about what we've been playing this week. And who mama has it been a very packed two weeks? Yeah, we've been doing a lot, haven't we? I said last week that we that I was playing Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition at the pub with my brother. Pub Fulu? Yes, and he DM'd a game and it was some of the most fun I've ever had. It was a really, really good one-shot that was um, basically all about these... Um, demon dogs that were killing people in this in this little village. Classic show. Yeah, and we had to investigate them. Um, you know, I won't spoil it, um, because at some point I might want to run that I game. I play it, yeah. But there was something really, really cool that happened. We were using pre-mates, and... Um, Who made the pre-mates? Sean. Sean made them. Sweet. Yeah, and then he, James, one of the other guys I was playing with, he had a character of really high persuade, but he wasn't good at shooting or fighting. And the whole campaign, it was all of us investigating, but right at the end it boiled down to this big fight where we had to confront the mayor and we were running for his mansion, <laughs> people were shooting at us. Cool. And... Um, yeah, in the end, it was one of the coolest things ever happened because James um, was using his very, very high persuade role right. to persuade all the bad guys to back down. And he was this, like, West Country farmer <laughs> guy. So he was running up the stairs and people were shooting at him. And he's like, right, I think you better stop that, young man, because somebody's going to get hurt. <laughs> you could have someone's eye out with that. And then he rolled persuade and the guy would be like, you know what, actually, I thought about it and, and you're right, I'm going to stop them. <laughs> no, right. And then loads of them would just leave. So we managed to sort of, like, convince our way to the mayor. Shit. And we're... And then be a good convincing fight and um wow ended up with me accidentally killing the other two player characters what 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 what, what? 
yeah, James's character was on top of someone. They were like grappling, and I tried to just fire into the melee and oh, shot him and killed him. Shit. And um, Peter, after all his peacemaking, he yeah. got killed by his own mate. Whoops. Um, and then Peter, his character was dying, and I tried to heal him and ended up killing him. Wow, what botched surgery? Yeah, man. Oh wow, there you go. So that was. Um, what was your character then? My character was. Uh, he had a nickname. He was called Chungus, and he was uh, Rodney Dangerfield type guy. But he was always <laughs> cracking shitty jokes, and he was an investigator, obviously. <laughs> nice. And um, so the guy's like, "We've had a problem with demon dogs." He's like, "I'll tell you, I've had a problem with demon dogs. You should meet my wife and stuff like that." <laughs> She's was, a right demon. But you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? A real dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brilliant. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, and Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition, it was the first time I've ever played it, and it was... Oh, yeah, because I'm reading it. It was absolutely brilliant, mate. Playtest. Yeah, 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 I really liked it. They've streamlined things that I didn't even know need streamlining, like the the way attributes work and stuff is a lot smoother now, mm-hmm. even, and it was smooth before, but yeah, there's uh, it is really, really good. They've got a new luck system in it, which I'm not a big fan of, so we didn't use that, but it was really, really good, and it's very similar to the last one, but still fucking awesome and a little bit easier to play so it's very good we we did something else didn't we mate yes um what do we do mate so what do we do um so we've been venturing out onto the interweb uh, what to play rpgs haven't we oh is that what that box was? yeah that's what that thing is oh. so yeah um it's and it's and it's been good it's i've really enjoyed it it's um it's not the same It's not the same as being in the same room, but we were playing with a guy, a genuine Canadian. Genuine Canadian guy. He was real. He's real. We saw him on the camera. He exists. He definitely exists, yeah. He's not just this this name that we thought was like really knew a lot about. That was Emic uh, Emic Lamaru. Emic Nick. And he's a great guy. Yeah. We played, um, (laughs) we were on his new show, Murder Hobo Show, and uh, unfortunately the audio recording didn't go particularly well, but nonetheless. It was great. We played yeah, Chickens in yeah. the Mist. Mm-hmm. And we played with Gary, who is Big a Mac. disgusting pervert. <laughs> and we played with Eli, who's got wicked hair. Yep. And Jamie and Eric. And it was really, really good fun. And it was all about these mutant chickens. And we were investigating a cockfighting ring. No, not that kind of cockfighting. No, yeah. Get not your mind out of the car. Yes, yeah. come on, grow up. To all be right? fair, though, there was a ridiculous amount of cock jokes. Yeah, it was it was every second. It's pretty standard though, isn't it? It's got to be in it when you bunch of geezers, <laughs> bunch of geezers, eh? <laughs> cock, cock jokes, <laughs> bunch of lads talking about cocks. Hey, get in, son. Anyway, um, so yeah, it was, it was a fucking blast. It was it was vicious. I got battered. I didn't even get to fucking shoot my shotgun. It was devastating. Well, because something bad happened to you, didn't it? You you got well, more yes. after do, a do you character. Yeah, yeah, fucking bailed on me when Sorry I come to that. help you. <laughs> I was getting attacked by four of these giant mutant chickens, and uh, I was I shouted over to Nick's character. I was like, "Donnie, give me a hand, mate!" And uh, he came over to give me a hand, and I ran away. And then Nick's yeah. character got killed. And they were so fucking close to me, these giant chickens. I didn't even have enough room to swing the barrel of my shotgun and discharge my firearm. So I had to kind of keep trying to step back, but doing that they kept getting fucking hit on me and I just got battered and then I would try and like, I was like right okay I'm going to cleave them open with my axe or whatever I had and then pretty much missed a lot of runs it was, it was one of those terrible bad runs of luck yeah. that a lot of people have um, but we were praising you know everyone did some sick role playing there, yep. especially me no I'm just kidding <laughs> I'm joking but the thing is everyone did some really good role playing but we thought that Eli's was off the hook yeah it was he was and brilliant wasn't he it? was really really good yep. he played like a sort of um 
really shy woman and every time we were like yeah I'm gonna go and shoot him in the face he'd be like eh, I don't know guys if we should be doing that and it was so funny man. he done it yeah he really it was cracking really, really good it was great and there was I had also a great time. the shovel of doom as well shovel of doom <laughs> Gary was playing like a uh, kind of um, nerd type guy proper nerd yeah big nerd he spent every one of his bennies to re-roll an attack that was never ever going to do anything no, but he, it was so good and he, he was swinging a shovel and yelling <laughs> shovel of doom <laughs> it was so good it was like, I'm going to and then he uh, missed it eight times in a row and it was like is this really the shovel of doom it was fucking he was trying to save me and then I think he actually ended up killing me so what a guy what a guy cheers, thanks Gary cheers Gary thanks for nothing Get in some. Bunch of lads. Get in some. Yeah, we had a great time at the chickens in the mist. So, yeah, we're going to do it again. We're going to do it. Was it the Americans? It was called a do over. Yeah, yeah, we're going to do a do over because the audio quality wasn't quite right um, in that one. But it was Eric's first go, and we're going to do a do over. And hopefully the next one is going to be on point. And it was a genuinely fun game. So yeah, really, really good. Tune into the Murder Hobo show if you can. But what else speaking of Eric Man Lamaru, <laughs> yeah. we are also participating in a Warhammer game that he's running. And it's uh, really good so far. We've created our characters. Yeah. So I thought maybe we'll just give a quick rundown of the characters we created um, for this Warhammer game. Yeah, Because that's something yeah. we've been playing this yeah. week. We had so, a session zero, didn't we? So we just uh, got all made, our characters. made our characters, had a chat, meet and greet. It was good. So your guy, what is he, a gnome? Uh, no. <laughs> Some kind of gnome. It's the first time I'm playing a um, shorter gentleman. Um, I'm playing a dwarf, which is quite exciting. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They don't like to be called that. I know. Oh, yeah. So I need to get into characters now. They like tiny person. Tiny person. That's no, a gnome. Or... Uh, Coal sucker. <laughs> Coal sucker. <laughs> anyway, so, um, yeah, so I'm playing a dwarf. I'm playing a dwarf engineer, um, which is quite interesting in the Warhammer world. So he's basically a guy um, that's part of an engineering guild, and they're quite, they're quite they're <clears throat> held in quite high esteem, apparently, and um, quite knowledgeable on engineering, can repair stuff, really handy, sounded like a lot of fun. And... And he's got a missing eye. Uh, and yeah, so I found a picture that had a, a guy with a missing eye online when I was quickly finding a picture, and I thought, fuck it, I'll go with that. So yeah, he's got a missing eye, so I took a hindrance of um, a fucking missing eye, Yeah, obviously. Yeah, so, and I'm actually in with super, super winner, Manuel. He, he, Manuel is the guy that won the last competition. He's a great guy, or so I've heard. He is, yeah. But yeah, you're his you brother. Play, you just met him. Yeah, no, I met him, but, you know, you can never trust... A man named Manuel. <laughs> you know, they, they're shifty. He's a shifty guy. I'm he's just, not, he's a nice guy. No, he, he's giving me some. He's giving me the eye. Man. <laughs> I don't know, even know what I mean by that. You're but, um, shit. No, he's a nice guy. He's and, a lovely guy. And um, so, yeah, we're um, your brothers. He's, we're brothers. Game. Yeah, which is quite cool. And my name is Raggy Raggin Rumblebottom. Yeah. It's a great name. So it should be fine. And I've gone for a squire who is a lady called Freya the Ill-Fated. Technically, her name is Freya Dreadlady because she was a squire to an evil knight <laughs> called uh, Dreadlord Lenny. And it's not my dad, is it? Yes, him. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, basically, she fell in love with him and they got married. Oh, and oh, um, Sweet. But she's so naive and thick that she doesn't even know that he's an evil lord. And when he goes down to, to the basement to do all these, like, experiments on people, like, you know, hacking them to bits and stuff, she just thinks he's, like, making jam or something <laughs> down there. And, um, nice. yeah, so she's, like, this really naive squire um, who knows only how to cook and to fight. 
So it should be sick as fuck. Yeah, and it looks fucking cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we've done a couple of... All our bonuses have been on the... Uh, We've had some massive bonus. <laughs> We've had massive bonus. Our bonus have been <laughs> bonus have been on Warhammer, and now we're playing it, so pretty decent. What are you talking about bonus? For? Bonus. I actually first said, and then you said bonus. Oh, right, right. I, I, I lost track of that just then. You did, yeah. Yeah, so we've got a boner online <laughs> all about Warhammer, actually. It's called Skaven, and it's fucking sick. <laughs> you've got a boner online about it. Yeah, we've got a big old boner online. There's so three bonuses. bonuses on three bonus. That's far. Sorry. Enough with the boners. More with the bonus. Get the boners in your ears. Just go check out the bonuses. They're all from the Warhammer world, and they're pretty sick. And, uh, yeah. It might give you a bit of an idea what Warhammer's like. Yeah. Also, we played Made as mm-hmm. well, again, because we love it. And um, this week I did, um, it was set, you know, more typical Made type campaign, um, where you have to be in a mansion. Um, but it was set in the same universe as the last one. So they were in a mansion, but it was basically the evil lord that owned this mansion. It used to be a dungeon, and now he was trying to go legit and be like a proper rich guy, <laughs> yeah, you know, and then start it. a business. So he converted... A business. Yeah, a business. Not a, so, yeah, not a business, it was a business. So he started up this... Um, mansion that is basically a converted dungeon and he was having all these dignitaries around for dinner and all the party had to um, make it seem like it was a real mansion and and basically serve them the best dinner ever make them have the nicest time and under no circumstances can they know that this mansion was a dungeon that belonged to an evil skeleton skeleton lord ever I've got to say you fucking absolute shithead my name is Beyonce Knowles, and when I'm not ready for a cube of jelly, I listen to tabletop twats. Everything that possibly could have gone wrong went wrong. But in such a great way. They fucked up everything, and mm-hmm. it was so funny. And it ended with three characters dying. But because it was a one-shot, and I didn't want people to have to sit there and not have a character to play, I said everyone can be... Um, <laughs> oh, fuck, I forgot about this bit. Yeah, everyone can be one of the backup maids that, that the Lord Zykon kept in his um, attic. That's it, yeah. But all of them were like these shitty skeletons that used to be... Um, sort of dungeon minions and, and they were all, just not very good yeah they all had low stats and there was a reason that he called you guys in instead of you there was a reason why they lived in the loft yeah and when they came out uh, James you and Ryan all had to be this really shitty skeleton because three characters died yeah and no, I, guys, yeah, I went to space didn't I shit yeah. yeah and you guys played it so well because they did it like they were absolute no hopers oh Ryan and James as a duo na- uh, absolutely nailed it and do you know what the weirdest thing was they actually became in tune with each other because they constantly Constantly kept rowing, uh, rowing, rowing. They kept constantly kept rowing. They kept, they kept on rolling the same dice you know? every time. About eight or nine times, they rolled the same number on the d six. It's it like, so how weird. the fuck is this happening? And then the two of them would just basically every time the the head butler Claude asked them to do something, they would just be they would just be like, oh, I don't know, oh, yeah, we're going to try. <laughs> Bang his head on the wall. Yeah, it was just literally Sean's character Claude and three idiot skeletons, and it was just classic, wasn't it? But one of my favourite memories from the game was oh, the absolute. There was a bit where um, Claude needed to get to the kitchen he had to get back to the kitchen and the um, the guy they were trying to entertain uh, this lord he was like looking around the mansion and noticing like little mistakes he's like hang on that wall looks a bit dungeony yeah and then Claude was trying to get away so he wanted to go for a persuade role so Ryan sent his dog from out the kitchen to go and meet Claude and then the dog barked at Claude and was like oh, oh. and then Claude was like what's that oh, oh. 
trouble at the old mill. And then I and then I said to him, I was like, okay, you better roll persuade. And he rolls persuade, and he rolls so high, he nailed it. Absolutely yeah. nailed it. Yeah. The, the Lord um, was like, oh, that sounds important. You better go. Yeah, he excused him. Yeah. <laughs> it was so funny. Man. Thank you, Sean. That was fucking classic. That was one of, that was yeah. one of the best. That was absolute. It killed me. That was the funniest thing of the game. I've got to say, it was brilliant. Competition. All right, look, we, you, I know you guys are worried that we don't give you stuff, but we try. We don't give you enough. Look, I wanted to be a good dad to you. I did. We want to give it to you. I, we just, we really. Wait a minute, Nick. Are you talking about phoners again? Upgrowing? No. Oh right. And <laughs> um, we want to give them stuff. Anyway, this is a competition. We want to give you <laughs> stuff. Again. We want to give you prizes. We yeah. want to give you. Ins- well, prizes. Inspiration. So, nah. here's what we're going to do. We're running a competition. Again, yeah, we're going to do another one. If, and can you believe that on the budget we have? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we're, um, we're going to squeeze one more out. Yeah, so we... And then we're giving, homeless, all right? Shut so, up. Oh, right, we're giving, away, <laughs> we're giving away a copy of Made. Yeah. Right? And not the copy that I already own, but we get, we're buying a brand new one off of Amazon, and we're going to send And then we're going to give it to you. But how do they win this, Nick? How do they do it? They send us in a jingle. We're having a jingle competition. Yep. So how you can do this, it can be, you can create a sound file. You don't need to know how to make music. It can just be your voice and you mm-hmm. shouting. Yeah. doesn't matter. But a sound file, a jingle for anything in the show. You can make a jingle about Nick, about me, about yep. RPGs in general, or for one of our existing items. And just send that in to tabletoptwites at gmail.com and we will pick a winner on the next podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, 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 yeah. And as the listeners to the show, you get a special head start because we're going to post about this competition on Facebook and Google Plus, but we're not doing it until a day after the podcast comes yeah, out. That's it. So um, yes, we will be giving that away. So get your entries in, podcast listeners. You're part of an elite gang now, and you can win this shit. You can win made and have yourself a great time. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, mate, it it's really good. I mean, I think um, Pete Jones. Ended up getting it, didn't he? Oh, Malloy? Yeah, yeah. old oh, Pete Malloy. He got made. He hasn't told us how he got on with it yet. I haven't heard from him. So, Pete, if you're still there, mate, let us know about made. Maybe he died while he was playing. Well, by playing made, I hope not. Pete, get in touch. We're worried. Yeah, come on, mate. You know, I hope you're not dead. We miss that, you. That's a nice message, isn't it? Yeah. I hope you're not dead. We'll Pete, get him a card. Pete Malloy. Okay, so... So, yeah, we're going to bang another... We're going to bang a maid out to you. We're going to bang a maid out to you. So, yeah. get, get entering, guys. Enter us. Enter us, and we will bang a maid out to you. You can't say better than that, can you, really? Maid. Subject. Maid. Subject. <coughs> Sorry. Okay, so, this is the main subject, and this week, we're talking about the main... No, fuck. So, this week... <laughs> we're talking about the main <laughs> it's subject. It's me. Um, it's me, um, old man. My name's Adam Rickman. No, it isn't. Oh. <laughs> okay, I'll do. <laughs> All right, so, next up... <laughs> you snorted at the end. Thanks, Matt. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, this is the main subject, right, and this week, we're talking about the big villain. What do we mean the by The big this? bad. We mean... A villain that is overarching in in all of the games. Every DM wants to do it, right? They want to have this fucking really badass villain. This man in black. Yeah, who constantly, you know, maybe the party will fight him and then he'll get away and he'll reappear later. Yeah. But 
it's very, very hard to do, and a lot of DMs find that difficult to do because players are really, really uncinematic about that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If they see the big bad villain, they're not going to let him get away. They'll do anything. They, they want to murder shame, hobo that shit. They will murder yeah. hobo it. They'll shame themselves. They don't. They will crawl through a river of piss. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They will fucking kill him. So it's a very hard thing to do. It's yeah. a very hard thing to have this recurring villain throughout the plot because the players tend to kill them so quickly. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, you have them talk from afar. But I did, in one of my games, manage to have a recurring villain who kept on coming up, the party kept seeing him, and he stayed throughout four separate campaigns. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did, didn't and he? He was the, the overarching villain for that whole thing. And I succeeded. And I'm not saying that I'm better than anyone else out there. I think it was a lot of dumb luck. But um, <laughs> maybe, maybe there is a lesson to be learned from that, and so we're going to talk a little bit about him now, well, and, yeah. and yeah. like tell you the story of the greatest bad guy in our game, Lenny, Lenny Smeckers. Yeah, yeah. So basically, Lenny Smeckers. Well, to give it a bit of background, first of all, what we need to talk about to tell you about this villain is that um, it all started in a Call of Cthulhu game, That's and right. there was Nick's That's first char- game. Yes, Nick's character. Roland was this kind of Wild West type guy, right? Mm-hmm. And he was a gunslinger. And he, he banded up with these three other guys and they were investigating a cosmic horror called the Mystic Mungus. Yeah. In doing so, they found this book that they needed to be translated. So they went over to the university and tried to get the languages teacher to translate it. When they did so, um, it ended up being, um, you know they got finished a lot earlier than they thought they were going to, so they went over to the science department just to have a look. And while they were there, I just came up with this dumb fucking character on the spot. I just, I thought all they were going to do is look in the window to the to the classroom. And I, so I just came up with this character on the spot, and, I, I, and they look in the window, and I'm like, okay, you see a scientist, he's rocking back and forth, and when he does so, he takes a bite of his sandwich, and he's giggling to himself, and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> And um, I just thought they're going to look at that, and go, no, too weird, and yeah, walk away. Leave it. Yeah. But they went in, and no. they're like, "Why are you eating a sandwich?" Not us. Yeah, 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 like, what's that? Just, Can I have some? <laughs> and just fucking bugged him. Yeah. And so on the spot, I was like, "Fuck, man, I need to come up with a backstory." So I thought, I, let's say he's a mad inventor. Yeah. You know, it's a cliche, but yeah. let's say he's a mad inventor. On the fly, yeah. He says to them, "Come down to my house later on. I make inventions. I've got loads for you." And then obviously that session ended for the night. And the next week, I, I sort of made this um, sort of catalogue of all the stuff that Lenny Smeckers had made. Oh, all, yeah. All these... put, I've posted some of it. Bubble gun. Yeah, you had like the bubble gun, <laughs> exploding trousers. Yeah, exploding trousers. Gun. Um, there was, he, he called it a featherfall backpack, which was basically a parachute. That's had... it, yeah, go check them out. I've, I've, I think we put them all on there. So yeah, they're on the Google Plus. Yeah, all on the Google Plus. Booble bus. On the booble bus. On the booble bus. Get on the booble bus. Get on the booble bus. Oh, God. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> Where does that really cringy shit come from? It's like it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, so um, they went over to his house and went to go look at all his inventions. And do you remember there was a bit where they got there and they realised that, you know, bubble gun, exploding trousers, all of this shit... It was just a bunch of shit. It yeah. was either way overpriced or completely rubbish. Oh, yeah, some of it was extortionately priced. Yeah, and, yeah. and while he was there, he was looking at all his inventions, and he was like, this is my greatest invention. It's the bubble gun. And it was a little gun that like, fired those little bubbles. It was like, <laughs> yeah. And he was, he was like, um, yes, you, you know, it's only $250. <laughs> and everyone was like, no. Bear in mind, this is the 1920s, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they had all of this, um, he had all of this, you know, failed inventions piled up and all of this. 
and the party all saw this and they were like, ah, oh, fuck this, we're going, you know, this is all, this is all bollocks. This is they, shit. They yeah. go downstairs, they're walking at, down out of his house. That's right. But Roland, Nick's character, stays behind and he's like, oh, can I just do spot hidden on the machines to see if there's anything useful? Yeah. And um, I said, do you notice some pods in the corner? And then you were like, right. And then um, Roland goes, what are those? Yeah. And Lenny Smeckers is like, time machine. And then suddenly, all of the, all of the guys that were walking down the <laughs> Yeah they're, they're, yeah, they're like, they're like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, back he up. Was up. Yeah. And then they ran into the room. <coughs> Turns out he had this time machine, but because he was a fucking moron who managed to invent a time machine, he'd given the the power source, the incredibly rare power source. Mono away. Powell. Yeah, the, the Mono Powell. He gave it away to his um, favourite band to power a um, steam powered keyboard they had. That's right, yeah. What was they, um, oh god, what were they called? They had a great name. Uh, they were the Unloved Kids. The Unloved Kids. And it was consisted of Dracula and his wife. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. <laughs> they, went, they went around an air balloon, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, so they, yeah, so anyway, the party went, um, found that band and stole the monopole and used it to power the time machine, which they then used to go back in time to a point where the cosmic horror that w- they were investigating was less powerful and then. They killed him. The Mystic Mungus. Yeah, so that was, in a nutshell, that was how that that sort of campaign ended, was that they used the time machine to go back in time after retrieving... That was a solid. Yeah, after retrieving the power source, and they killed the beast, and it was an epic fight, blah, 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 I won't get into it. But the thing was that at this point, right, the way time travel worked in this universe was that you, uh, sort of, a copy of yourself would be sent back but you'd be anchored to the time in from which you travelled. So right. he would press the button and he'd reset and you guys would all fly back into the pods. But he had you banged to rights at that point. He had you trapped in, in these um, in these pods. Fuck yeah. Yeah, and what he did was he, he decided to use that for his own personal That's game. He showed his true colours, yeah. Yeah, and um, he had them trapped in there. He could send them to any time that he wanted. So what he did is he spent two years writing and promoting a book about how he <laughs> invented the time machine that saved the universe. That's right, yeah. And how he had the... Um, t- Fucker. The, and how he had the four best... Um, investigators in the fucking world working for him and he used that to drum up business in different times and he went you know back to ancient times he went back he went into the future and he was um, you know selling you guys out to do jobs for other people piggybacking off of uh, the back of our deeds yeah fucking bastard so he got paid an immense amount of money and he he had you trapped there and he sent you to a futuristic landscape and he said that you could be free once you completed this mission because he was getting 20 million dollars yeah that's right and um, so what, you had to go into this like post-apocalyptic wasteland and kill the current. This was cities. Um, this was city seventeen. Cities. It was basically like Half Life two. It was awful. It was that was with the um, <clears throat> yeah beating. Yeah, we were so oppressed it was unreal like um, you were in like encampments oh, or like ghettos it was, it was unreal like you know when I had you guys in my zombie campaign and you was in that concentration camp it was nowhere near as brutal as this place like mm. it was it was savage <laughs> savage 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 <laughs> every time I say it now I can't help but think of that fucking thing um, but yeah, you were like in the desert. You're like there, there was hardly anything there. The world had been mined for resources by these oppressive aliens. We had nothing, not and a single thing. We was forced into uh, like hard labour. Yeah, yeah, slavery, it? and you had to um, basically escape your shackles and then go and kill the the guy who was basically the president of the world at that time. Yeah, and it was like an impossible mission. You were in shitty conditions. You had no gear, and 
all of this was because of Smeckers, because he was oh, greedy was and wanted twenty million. Sean's character got. I mean, Sean's character got shot down. Um, and like one of, one of the yeah. best characters. Jim Ever. Kelly, yeah. Yeah, and he literally just got destroyed from popping his head around the corner, wasn't it? It, yep. was that, it, was that, it was that bad. It was that brutal. Yeah, it was really brutal. But the only person that managed to survive was Roland yes. and a new character that they picked up called Maya Playfair. Now, what they did is, is the two of them, they managed to complete the mission, they killed Breen, and just before they were um, about to be teleported back to their time... Um, Roland hugged onto Maya so that she would come back with, with him. him yeah, because he had to be touching, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, and then, um, so he did that. But just before they did, and they were transported back, they were talking amongst each other, and they were like, when we get back, we need to figure out how we're going to kill Smeckers. I can't believe you put us through this shit. We're going to get back, and we're going to fucking kill him. We're going to make him burn alive. And, he's um, going to pay for what he's done. Anyway, so they get transported back, and it turns out the Smeckers could hear everything they were saying. That's right, yeah. And so he, he, was, he was having a massive rage on, because he'd always been used to being bullied, because he was a nerd. All his life he had been bullied. Yeah, and you so guys were in these pods, unable to move, and he was torching his own fucking lab. He was, he was pouring this fucking petrol everywhere, he lit it, and the flames were looking high. You were about to die, and then it severed like some cord on the, on the fucking pod, and you and Maya managed to get out. <laughs> Released from our capsules, yeah. Yeah, and and but Snickers was long gone. He'd already left the building and he burned it down. So you had to navigate through the fire and get out. But as you did so, Maya died, and it was only Roland yeah. left. But in the other pods, it turns out Snickers had been collecting other warriors from throughout time to to serve his purposes and for a him sick to collection, use. Yeah, he so he had two characters from a previous Pathfinder game we played. And Hitler. And so you, Hitler, and the two Pathfinder characters were running down the stairs. And we had no idea who Hitler was because they were, he wasn't from our time at all. Exactly. So, so he, was, he was some random angry Austrian. Austrian guy, yeah. But yeah, so then, then you ran down the stairs and you saw Smeckers had also, during this time, made a giant mech. And he was just, he was in this giant robot suit blasting the city to smithereens. Everything was fucking uh, exploding around you. The floor was fucking quaking. Oh, my God, wasn't it? Yeah. And then um, the two Pathfinder characters said, quick, get in here. And they pulled out an item from the Pathfinder game, which was a mirror that was sent you to a mirror world. And you jumped in. It, no, it was up to me, wasn't it? Yeah, it was I, up it was, to you. So you I had to decide, and whether and you didn't tell me that the mirror was Pathfinder. Yeah. So I had no idea, and James and that obviously didn't know. All they saw was that their characters had come back to life, and would they use? No, you were running them at the time because um, those NPCs. And yeah, so it was literally: like, do I jump through this mirror, or do I chase after Smeckers and or run away? Or run away? Yeah. Into, into and that. literally at that point, it was it was a sort of a toss up. It was going to be oh, either decision. either we play Pathfinder. Or we were gonna. I was gonna find a new system to do a giant mech war type thing. Mech war world. Um, I and, jumped in the mirror though. Yeah, so help it. we ended up in Alice in Wonderland. We talked, spoke about that before. But once they got out of Wonderland, they were in the real world in air quotes, which was the Pathfinder world. That's right. And whilst there, you you were part basically the police militia now from another world, obviously, mm-hmm. of this uh, tiny new upstart town called Gligoria. Good old Gligoria. Yeah, it was named after the bloke that founded it, Florin Gligor. And whilst there, you, you were like the police, and you met all the guys there. There was like this guy called Horace, who was a really nice, fat guy. There was a guy called Weird Steve, who was this like... Um, oh, Weird Steve, yeah. Yeah, and he was this really creepy guy that just had a Douche house bag. that was completely full of books, and then one little space to sleep on the floor. Yeah, and I we, asked to borrow a book, didn't he? Yeah, and he me. got really snidey. He gave you Marley and Marley me. Marley and me. The, the <laughs> and, I, and Roland loved it. Oh yeah, you were like, I love dogs. <laughs> yeah, I'll read that every night. 
Yeah, yeah, and then um, yeah, so that was it. There was just this, you know, colourful characters like Weird Steve and Gligor in this um, little village, and then it was a completely separate campaign. But I'll get back to Smeckers and how he was involved at some point. But this completely separate campaign was that, that there was a um, clan of gunslingers who owned the city, and they all worshipped ancient technology—cannons, guns, that kind yep. of thing—that was left over from a world before theirs. Ancient artifacts. Yeah, you had to investigate this corruption, and they were selling weapons to a group of terrorists run by Cutie Ratface, who oh. was. Um, you know, another villain... That Ryan's was... arch-villain. Ryan's character, Colin, who we had on the last show, he's ultimate villain. Yeah, so he was uh, basically... The, His character the mayor of the gunslingers was selling weapons to them, thinking they wouldn't really know how to use them properly. He was wrong. He was trying to scam them, but he yeah, yeah. that's right. And the terrorists then built a giant weapon out of all the weapons <laughs> called called um, the Doom Drive. The Doom Drive. And they crashed it into the side of the gunslinger place. Then there was this huge fight that ensued where they're, they're, everyone was fucking fighting, shit was popping off like crazy... And suddenly this giant portal opens up um, out of nowhere and it's this giant fucking robot. And out of the robot, it opens up and there's Weird Steve in there. What the fuck? That's right. Why is Weird Steve in there? And then Weird Steve tears off his beard and it turns out it was Smeckers. Fucking Lenny Smeckers. And he was he was visiting this world and I even did his voice the same and everything the whole time you were talking to Weird Steve. And we didn't. Nobody ever clocked it. We didn't it. clock it at all. And, um, it's a Scooby-Doo moment. Yeah, and he, he basically was like, now that he'd seen this giant fight, he'd gone back to get his robot and his collection devices and take Cutie Ratface mm. and the mayor of the Gunslingers. But before he did so, he wanted some entertaining. So he made Colin fight cutie rat face on the hand of the mech mech, and he'd held them up like 200 feet in the sky and they were fighting on there and then uh, basically he was going to pick the winner and Colin won but he managed to escape Smeckers' grasp basically and then Smeckers went back through the portal when when he went he went back through the portal he um, just casually destroyed that world saying (laughs) that it, it wasn't even worth his time yeah and he just dropped a gas bomb that turned everyone into zombies in that city that would slowly destroy the world. Just devastated it all, yeah. Just casually, without even giving a fuck, and he escaped back through the portal. Oh, the very yeah. final thing was that, I'll keep this as brief as I can, but these guys then chased him into the dimension that he was inhabiting. I won't get into how they did it, but they chased him into the dimension he was ha- inhabiting. And he that won't was, get away this time. Exactly. And that was a new campaign entirely. This was the fourth arc, and it was basically... Um, yeah, they went to his dimension, and it was this really, really fucked up place. And I was going to have this boss fight where basically he would get out all of the greatest warriors from history. Yeah. Some fictional, some some not, or whatever. Some that are from the game, some that are real. <coughs> and you were going to have to fight Muhammad Ali, Jesus, Hitler, <laughs> yeah. Genghis Khan. Yeah. And it was going to be this amazing battle. Marilyn Monroe. But along the way, <laughs> I included a little Easter egg, right? Uh, basically, they they basically the party stumbled across the prototype for his dimension traveling device. Do you remember? Oh yeah, and it was a computer, but it could only go back to one specific point in time. In time, yeah, and it could only do so for five minutes. That specific point in time and space was the Pathfinder game we were playing at that very moment. <laughs> so all the party just came into my house where we we were all sitting playing games oh, and started yeah. fucking with us. <clears throat> but they that used was Harrison this. one and Harrison two. But then the, what they did is they, instead of, <clears throat> none of them knew how to use computers. So what they did is through very painstakingly over a, a matter of like almost a couple of days, figured out how to use the computer just, just enough to change the time so they would go back five minutes earlier. That's it. <laughs> but what, in doing so, they managed to go back in time, tell me to call my friend in real life 
that has that is really good with computers and then they went then they <laughs> reprogrammed the machine so it would go forwards five again and then they then the guy was already there yes yeah. yeah so then That's they kidnapped it. him brought him back got him to reprogram the computer so it could go back to the science lab where they originally met smackers and they did that, and before he was even powerful, they just shot him in the head while he was eating his sandwich. That's right. It sounds fucking nuts, but it, it, yeah, it was so weird, wasn't it? But <laughs> and that's basically the story of Lenny Smeckers. He was the best villain ever because he just he was in every campaign, and he always managed to come back in some form. And he was originally just this fucking nothing character. And the thing I love about it is that he ended as nothing as well, which was great because after all that and after all the things he had caused. And all the problems, it all ended up that we walked back to that point in time when we hadn't met him and just executed him before any of it started. And I always remember there was a point where um, it had quite a cool end line as well because... Um, and that lasted months. Smeckers was like... Um, Smeckers said something like, What are you doing? I'm, I'm not a bad person. And you oh, were like, God, yeah. One day you'll become a very bad man. We're doing you a favour. And then you shot him in the head. And yep. then Jazor, the orc, went, cunt. <laughs> oh, yeah, just to finish it off. And that was the end of Lenny Smeckers. But wow, what a boss. Yeah, he was awesome. And I think that... I, I, I don't think... Re- realistically, I've stumbled across the secret to having a recurring villain there. I think it was just lucky. Really. And that yeah. the, story, the story necessitated him being this all-powerful god in the end and all of this stuff. Because it... If it wasn't that, if he was just a regular guy, he would have just got killed by the party. That's right, and yeah. And I think that that's just the way the story went. So, so you just literally go, oh, I don't know, he's a crazy inventor. Then, then From that, then everything grew, built. And yeah. then that was it, yeah. Then before you know it, he's a, he's a reoccurring big bad that we couldn't get get our hands on until right at the end. And yeah. it was great. So it, to summarise then, what's your, what's your secret? I don't fucking know. No, nah, you've done it by accident. Do it by accident. Yeah, do it by accident. <laughs> that's, that's our advice. Nah. A lot of RPGs suffer from this thing though where you're like every time the boss gets killed in an instant because the party have planned for it forever. Yeah. And then um you have to say, No, but there's a bigger evil. And it becomes like Dragon Ball Z where it's like, Yeah, you did beat Cell, but now there's bigger Cell. It's meaner Cell. And he's like, I'm meaner Cell and they're like, Oh gonna kick your ass. Gonna kick your ass, buddy. It's me, big cell. <laughs> Coming back up the little cell died. You killed my little brother. Now you gotta die. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, go cool motherfucker. Come here, homie. Uh, fuck you. <laughs> and that's Dragon Ball Z podcast. And that's Dragon Ball Z. Basically, recurring villains are amazing. But yep. we haven't the faintest fucking clue how to do one. <laughs> I just did a cool one by accident. Fia, as in that I'm Alan Rickman, and amikor I'm not a galaxy, I'm tabletop twats hallgatok. Next bit of the podcast is going to be Nick's just packing away his goods. <laughs> I say what kind of goods? No, I'm going to leave that out. Sorry, mate. <laughs> That's, no, you can leave that in. That's fine. Song fight. <laughs> okay, so this section is song fight. Yeah. This is a segment that we did before where we make songs and, <laughs> you it that, and then we sort of battle them together. <laughs> yeah. um, last time we had to make a song based around goblins and if you want to listen to that you can go back and listen to episode four or five. You've got to find the episode. New competition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let so us know. basically this week we didn't do songs on a subject. It could be anything RPG related. 
but it had to be um, done using only your voice and only, your voice and only. your body. Yeah, and your body. So, um, so, so I'm going to go first, and I did a song um, about a wizard, <laughs> and it's called King of the Wizards. But basically, for this song, I cheated a little bit because I sampled my voice and made it into like instruments, and I did the drum noises and stuff. Um, so, but technically, <laughs> it is it is all my own voice. But nonetheless, this is King of the Wizards. This song is for anyone out there who's ever been persecuted because they wanted to read books, magic books, you know? At school, all the fighters would always, always bully me and, and kick me down, but I'd always pick myself up and pick my books off the ground. Yeah, so let's break it down. Oh, oh yeah. It's time to get tasty up in this bitch. Time to use that magic. Magic rhymes. I'm the best wizard this planet's ever seen. Learn every fucking spell at level 17. I got a staff, no need for a sword. Flick of the wrist, I kill a goblin horde. My motherfucking spells on the motherfucking chisel. Prismatic spray, never use magic missile. Only ever conjure the coolest kind of shit. Like a sexy woman with really big IQ. Show some respect, I'm the king of the wizards. Punch you in the nuts, crushing hand to your gizzards. I wear a cool robe just like any gizzard. If you have a problem, you'll be a fucking lizard. You better make sure that I'm never fucking triggered. You'd be caught in a motherfucking blizzard Freezing with the motherfucking shivers I'm the king of the wizards, I'm the tri-cup winner Yes! Take that everyone who ever doubted me Dad, school bully, teachers, everybody I can rap I'm king of the wizards Most powerful there is I'm king of the wizards Come join the magic biz I'm king of the wizards Even got magic jizz I'm king of the wizards I stole your girlfriend Liz King of the wizards The all-knowing wanderer I'm king of the wizards Professional ponderer I'm king of the wizards Your missus? I'm under her I'm king of the wizards The world's best conjurer Yes! So remember that, next time anybody tries to put you down, like trying to push your face into a dog turd on the floor or whatever, then you just don't listen, okay? Don't listen to the fighters, don't listen to the bards, the clerics, none of them know shit anyway. Being a wizard is the coolest class, and, and, and ain't nobody gonna put you down. You'll, you'll, you'll always be you, you'll be a wizard, no matter what, and people will have to give you respect if you show them rap skills, and, and as well as magic skills, and also get good at running away too, because that's gonna help, that's gonna help you a lot, because you you are gonna get beaten up, but being a wizard is still cool. <laughs> wow! So what did you think? Very good. That's fucking. It's catchy. I like it. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's King of the Wizards, and I just feel like it's an inspiring message for all the youths out there. Who want to be a wizard? All the wizard youths. Yeah. Mm. It's very good. Um, shame I can't say the same for mine. I didn't even know how to turn the, the fucking speed up on mine, so I just literally had a new program and had to just fucking guess and throw something together. But what's your song about, though? Uh, okay, right, yeah. So my song—I don't really know what my song's about. It's, uh, it's more of—it's it's like a—it's like a soundscape. It's, yeah, it's just more, open your mind. It's up. more of an experience uh, than a song. Um, <laughs> Holy fuck! Into sanity, I think. To be honest with you, it's—it's um, it's terrible. But there you go. <laughs> this is—I uh, haven't even gonna give it a name. I'm just gonna call it the unnamed song. Wait. Mm-hmm. 
And that was absolutely amazing. So that was <laughs> open your mind. Unnamed, unnamed. Song. Oh man, I love the um, I love the bit where you go. Ah, 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 <laughs> so good. I don't know what so I was good. doing. I was getting a bit because I it took forever to just get the thing, and I started humming. And then before I was just, I need to put other stuff in there. So I was like, I don't know, just and I just did it like sound bites. <laughs> My wife must have thought I was fucking mental. Holy fuck. Um, that was good. Yeah, sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> so um, what, we want, what we want people to do is go onto our Google Plus and tell us which song you liked better. I'll sling a vote up again. Because next week we're going to announce who won and then the loser gets punched in the face by the other one. Oh, we haven't done that I've just made that <laughs> Cheers. Hopefully I get to punch, oh. <laughs> punch you again. No. <laughs> I don't want that. Not again. Hey, everybody. Come gather around the fireside. I got a story to tell you about a time when I beat two goblins and three basilisks all by myself. That's right, I did it with my own two hands. And my trusty six-shooter, of course. But that's not the point. Point is, I beat him. I won. Fireside Tales. So this segment of the show is Fireside Tales. And in this segment, we tell stories from our RPG experiences. Stories. <laughs> yes. So, um, Nick, do you want to go first, mate? So my story this week is GURPS, and it's the story of Poor Engine, which was a character that was played by James, who was a cyborg? Or... No, he was just a robot. He was just a regular robot, and he was brilliant. And he was like, Engine 525757. And he was just really... Uh, well, just robot wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically. And um, Randy being Randy... Um, Ryan's character uh, and being an absolute pervert had to get his rocks off didn't he so he wanted to go to the brothel and talk to everybody else into going down to the brothel with him uh, while he was there he was talking to the madam or you know the boss and stuff and uh, he was saying no so you got any uh, guys in here and then uh, she, she she was um, I think they were talking about prices and stuff and anyway in the end he ended up wrangling up a two guy hour Session hot tub. Yeah, and he convinced Engine that um, he was being polished up and yeah. that it was critical for the mission. That's it. He had to be nice and shiny because we was doing some kind of covert operation and that, and for whatever reason, and he talked Engine into having to go in to get a good old polish up. So anyway, they was all in the hot tub together and these two guys are trying to like... Trying to get engine in the mood. Yeah, and engine thinks he's about to be clean. Yeah, and he's waiting to, for a, for a good, good for a good clean up in the uh, literally a good clean up, and um, went to be, and they're all kind of bending over in front of him, dropping the soap and stuff, and he's just like, "Get out of my face, move from, move away." And he was James wasn't happy. Yeah, he hated it. <laughs> he it was hated such an awkward scene. Thing. It was really really awkward, but fucking hilarious if he wasn't in there. It was just a great image. Just you know these like really 
muscly gay men just yep. like with their wangs in and robot's face where he sits <laughs> there going, get that out of my face. Is it racist to say white guy just like that? No? No, it's not really, is it? No, but, but what if I said, I... if I just went black guy, would that be racist? I don't know, you said it differently. <laughs> I thought I was supposed to be polished. No, it's funny, man. Yeah, it wasn't happy, but it was great, nonetheless. Fucking oh, I've awesome. Got, I, um, um, what's yours, yeah? My tale is going to be all about, um, I'd like to say, etiquette at the table, right? Okay. Because, uh, you know, everyone who drinks likes to have a drink while they play D&D, innit? Yeah, sure. And um, Ryan, who is one of our group, he um, was drinking red wine that night, and he bought a bottle of red wine to himself, and he was also taking antihistamines because <laughs> He's of, allergic um, to everything. Yeah, so, and James <laughs> has a dog. So Ryan, um, we sat down at the table, we were playing our, our games and that, and he was drinking his red wine. I could see he was at a glass on the go. And um, he was he was leaning over to people and he was picking up the dice and just throwing them on Rosy the floor. Rosy cheeks. Yeah, he was all red in the face. He was obviously pissed. He was throwing people's dice on the floor. Yeah, he, he was just putting bully, his, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he was like picking up people's snacks and chucking them. He was like fucking putting his hand on the table and just messing everything up. And I was like, I turned to him and I was like, Ryan, why are you being such a cunt? And he was like, oh, am I? Shit, I didn't even realise. Like something, something in his brain just happened. And then I was like... He, he was getting more and more and more pissed all the way through the night. And it turns out the red wine reacts with antihistamines quite badly, yep. or at least the specific ones he was on. And um, he was really drunk, and he was absolutely steaming. And he was just like... He, he kept on asking you to repeat stuff. He could barely fucking, like, speak. And then he turned to me and he was like, Harrison, can you finish off my wine, mate? I don't think I can do it. When he said that, I thought, you know, it's going to be a little bit left in the bottle. I'll probably have it, like... That nearly the whole bottle was left. <laughs> yeah. He'd had half a glass of wine and he reacted with these antihistamines so badly that he just like couldn't keep a hold of himself. <laughs> that's he, all. Yeah, he was fucked up. He got drugged by accident, poor thing. Yeah. But and that's that funny. That's a lesson. Don't if you're gonna play, be playing games, don't fucking drink red wine and antihistamines. Or do if that's your sort of thing you like. Actually, you should play a game where it's mandatory for everyone to do that. Take a handy histamine, then down a large glass of wine, then get down to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would certainly make it more interesting. Send the videos in. Welcome to the Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. Chamber of Challenges. The Chamber of Challenges. <laughs> oh, so this is the welcome everyone this is the chamber of challenges and each week what we do is we set each other a challenge a challenge right and basically this week we spoke in the week about uh, our challenge and both of us have to design an app to do with RPGs for phones because everyone's doing it aren't they yep. everyone's bringing out an app and we're everyone's throwing an app and what we're going to do is we're going to brainstorm the ideas right now whoever comes up with the best app is the winner now I think I've come up with a good one so I'm going to let you go first alright cool okay my so I'm going to be okay. like shut up a minute right so I'm going to be <laughs> like Duncan Bannatyne on Dragon's Den and you pitch your idea to me now and I'll tell you whether I'm in or out alright can I be the can I be the uh... no you're the salesman after, I'll be the woman. Yeah, you can be the woman. I forget her name now. Anyway. <laughs> That's not important. Look, the point is... What's important is the app. Uh, pitch the... Uh, Nick, you're wasting time. Pitch your idea to me. Right, so my app is called um, NPC in Your Pocket, okay? And what it is, is it's, 
it is that. It's a non-player character generator. Right, what's an NPC? It's a non-player character... <laughs> Don't stop laughing! We're here for business! <laughs> Let's get down to business. It's a non-player character, which is a character that the GM runs. Aye. Alright, so sometimes it's quite... What's a GM? Right. Is this not... Banatine's obviously, he's very new to RPGs. Yeah, I was about to say, is this not... Is I've this... only played Hero Quest. He... <laughs> Alright, shut up, Duncan, right? Nick's trying to say it, okay? Shut up. Sorry! Anyway, Duncan. Yes? So, sometimes you can get a bit stuck. I like your beer. <laughs> Thanks. Get on with your idea. Right, I'm trying. I'm trying... Look, I keep telling him to shut up, he won't. Alright, listen, Duncan. Otherwise you're out and I'll just have to pitch it to the other guys. Um, no, I'm the one that says I'm out. <laughs> Look, I can be out if you carry on with that tone. Right, I'm out. <laughs> no, sorry, pitch your idea. Go. <laughs> uh, so sometimes you get stuck for ideas. Aye. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Aye. All right, all right, I'll let you speak. It's, uh, um, so you can get stuck for an, an idea for an NPC, so. And a lot of them. Sometimes you need to make a few at the same time for whatever reason. So you can. Basically, press a random button or shake it, and it will throw together a little profile picture, a name, you know, some some stats and some backstory, like just a snippet, not even like one sentence, if you know what I mean, not even a thing. Right. So, what sort of money do you want for this? Uh, I'm thinking somewhere in the beginning region of twenty-five grand. Right. I'll give you twenty-six. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm in. No, I'm in. <laughs> yeah! I'm very confused about what goes on here. Why am I here again? What's this? <laughs> it's not the Did you know that Duncan Bannatyne um, chucked his Navy captain into the sea? <laughs> really? Yeah, and he was interviewed about it once, and he was like, he was annoying me. Wow. <laughs> so, and that's a fun Bannatyne fact for you guys. Like a cube jelly. jelly. Okay. Right, I'm going to enter Dragon's Den. No, that's catchphrase. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was meant to be the sound of a door opening. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, but it's not right. Say what you see. I used to love that show. Fuck, this is lame, man. Oh. We can't talk about catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. All right, so I enter the den. <laughs> Sit down. Um, usually, actually, Deborah, it's customary for me to stand. And Dragon's Den. I don't know if you've seen the show that you're in. <laughs> she sits down. Oh. Well, you like DMing now. <laughs> I was standing, yeah. Okay, she sits down. All right, okay, I walk up and shake her hand. Okay. All right, so my idea, Deborah, um, I don't know if you've seen the last guy who's just been in here. Yes, brilliant. No, no, he's a bit of a twat. <laughs> right. um, you know, don't listen to him because my idea is about NPCs. Nice shut, look, shut up. Come on, Deborah. spit it out. I'm trying. Right, okay. So my... This is annoying. I'm sorry I did this to you. <laughs> right, so my idea is called Be My NPC, right? And here's how it works, right? Is that you sign up to, um, to this app and you're either a DM or an NPC, right? And if you're going through the game and you need somebody to be an NPC... You can send them a character sheet and pay them a small amount of money, like 2p two, two or whatever, and mm -hmm. us as the app makers will skim a bit off the top of that. Right. right. And then um, you tell them what time you need them, <clears throat> and they'll turn up to your game, and you just hold your phone up, and they'll have their face on there, hopefully dressed up as whatever character they are, and then they'll have to do the voice and play using the character sheet. So you, you just be like, you walk into a bar, and then you tap your phone, and then suddenly there's a stranger on the phone going, Hello! <laughs> 
<laughs> and he's like, what do you want? It's <laughs> <laughs> a great idea. Well, and so they won't know what the guy's going to say. Uh, no, Deborah. That's the fun of it. It adds a new layer to DMing that the DMs aren't used to, where even the NPCs can do weird shit. What's a phone? Deborah, Deborah, <laughs> you work for a telecommunications company. God damn it, these dragons. So, will you invest or will you not? Come on, give it a good step, bro. I'll like, show you. I like it. I'm going to need a lot of money. How much are we talking? We're talking 10,000 million pounds sterling. Now, I know, you can, I know you're good for it, Deborah. <laughs> give me the money. She looks at Duncan. Hello! <laughs> Oh, this is pathetic. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> Ad lib a fuck your dragon's den roleplay. Oh, that, oh, don't buy that game. Yeah, okay, forget this. For, this is shit. Right, anyway, so... What do you guys think happened? One of the players Robbie played with got carried away and killed him. Well, that's kind of far out. Mazes and Monsters is a far out game. Swords, poison, spells... Battles, maiming, killing. Hey, it's all imagination. Is it? I'll be talking to you. The next bit is a recording of when Nick and Harrison thought the microphone was off. What a pair of cunts. He writes this, like, um, erotic f- sort of fiction on, um, on Amazon. What? Right? And it's like... He sells them like 50p a pop. But the, <laughs> the fucking... The books, I they're so... There's a market on Amazon for erotic books. Mate, big time. Because the, the people write this stuff that's so specific that if you're into that, that Amazon book is the only way you can get <laughs> You've it. You've got to buy it. And I can't remember what it's called. There's, there's one like where it's called <laughs> Round in the Arse by My Butler. Like, Because they have to say what, what it is in the title. I hope he's a good artist. Because if it's like a child's drawn it, it's like no, no, he's, he's a book. What, he oh, he books. just writes shit. Yeah, so he just writes these books for Kindle. And then, and then there's one after that that's called Round in the Arse by My Own Book, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so like the book that he published previously, Round in the Arse by My Butler or whatever, then he's, he, he gets bummed by that. Shall we just do a dramatic reading of um, Round in the Arse? <laughs> no. Hang on, I'm going to find it because I will. Um, I think it's like, it's like punted in the arse. No. 50p a pop. That's incredible. Well, you learn something new every day. I'm just typing in the butt by my book into Amazon. That's not it. <laughs> what did you, what did no, you... I think it's on the American one. Uh, oh, pounded in the butt by my book. Oh, wow. Pounded in the butt by my own book. It's by The guy's name is Chuck Tingle. Chuck Tingle? Um, right, so he's got slammed in the butt by Donald Trump's attempt to avoid accusations of plagiarism by removing all facts or concrete plans from... I have to click on it to get... <laughs> no way. From his Republican National Convention speech. And then he's got... That's a top seller. Space Raptor butt invasion. Space, space, ra- <laughs> space Raptor butt redemption. There's a reoccurring theme here. Dr. Chuck Dingle's complete guide to romance. Oh, well, that's a bit different. Butt wars, rogue buns. <laughs> Handsome sentient food pounds my butt and turns me gay. Why are they Eight like... tales of hot food and beverage love. Why is it saying? <laughs> why, why is it saying in your wish list at the bottom? Uh, <laughs> I don't have to wish for this. Babe. I wrote it. It's you to ball. Twisting. Are you tingle? Slammed in the butt by the handsome sentient manifestation of election day. This is incredible. He's a genius. Oh my goodness. I want to read some of the reviews for this. Oh, they're going to be even worse. They're going to be like YouTube comments. How do I see this? 
I'm going to um, read the slander in the butt by Donald Trump. No, actually, I want to read the review for... I'm going to read the review for Space Raptor Butt Invasion. Please do. At first, I was a little hesitant with Space Raptor Butt Invasion, but as the story progressed, I really started to understand the characters to such a deep extent, and after Orion called his orgasm his Jurassic Load, well, I knew I was keeping this book for life. <laughs> he just went, Jurassic Load? What a word. <laughs> Oh I bought God. a stapler off my Kindle, but was given this. I decided to read it and found out it wasn't a good book, yet, <laughs> yet came in good condition. I can't staple my work together with the book, though. Please send stapler ASAP. I like the way that he... I like the way that it was, like, it was a shit book, but it came in good condition, so... It's a Kindle go. book, though. What the hell? <laughs> I don't, oh, dear. In the future... You will be able to send a letter from anywhere on the planet. This is the future. This is the Electro Letter. Okay, so this week we've got Electro Letters, as we do every week. So yep. I don't know why I bothered qualifying it like that. But this is the segment where we read out the electronic mail from our lovely fans. Listeners. Uh, yeah, we can't call them fans. No, no, <laughs> Nobody fans. likes this rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I've got the questions in front of me so we've got well done uh, thanks okay so the first question is coming from uh, Big Mac Gary McCullum Gary McCullum also sent us oh we no, don't know in addition to an electro letter he sent us a package he did send us a package but it's currently in the sorting office and Nick needs to go and pick it up unfortunately we didn't have a chance to get it today but we're going to get it and we're going to do an unboxing video we are because we're suspicious that Gary has in fact sent us nudes we think it's nudes but thanks for the package Gary no matter what it is and I do mean that euphemistically um, <laughs> so let's go on to his question let's get on to his question so um, I should add that he actually sent a, f uh, a couple of questions before uh, which I missed uh, so I'm shit so sorry for that Gaz I'm going to do them now um, there, goes so, the there goes the watch his first question is um, this, <laughs> right the two of you walk into a dark alley a large man demands uh, hot Halloween but oh no I need to do that again because it's not Halloween anymore when I wrote it down it was fucking Halloween <laughs> oh because you, you just put the word Halloween in there to make it Halloween question yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween butt <sex. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but we missed our Halloween slot so now it's not it's irrelevant I'll start again <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Right. The two of you walk into a dark alley and a large man demands hot butt sex from one of you. Who takes it for the team? It's got to be you, It's it? got to be you, mate. Because <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> you dress up as a girl and you look better as a girl. Okay, good point. I did wear a girl's <laughs> outfit for Halloween, so I will take the Halloween butt sex. <laughs> That's not Halloween. Yeah, so it's, it's just regular, everyday hot butt sex. There you go. Pounded in the butt by my Halloween <laughs> costume. <laughs> there you go. It's a recurring butt theme. It's back. We haven't talked about it for a while. Butts are back, guys. Butts I don't know if you know me. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so that's that one. Thank you. Harris has taken it for the team. Cheers, guys. Uh, yeah. And next question is, what are your plans for the future of the show? Are you going to possibly start live streaming on Twitch or maybe record, uh, record your gaming sessions, start a band, move to Hollywood? Yes. Next question. No, yeah. but for, for real, um, for the future of the show, what we want to do realistically is we want to keep introducing new stuff and we, we do want to have some multimedia shit so we do want to 
um, release more songs on YouTube that are exclusive just to that or um, we want to do more bonus content as well reading out people's stories and loads of weird shit um, yeah and we want to make some videos as well we that's the hope the, the, the only problem is at the moment we feel like if we manage to get the time to hang out, we should probably do a podcast because that's the main thing. Yeah. But we are going to try and get other stuff going as well, um, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. Get some stuff going out over Christmas. I've got some time off, so that should help. Exactly, yeah. It'll be fun. Watch this space on that one. Um, well, and the band. What would our band be called? <laughs> Actually, can I just say, I was in two bands when I was a teenager. Really? One of which was called Guitar Mageddon, and oh, it was completely wow. unironic. Wow. And the other one was called DJ Shit Bitches. Wow, okay. And I've got to say, I think DJ Shit Bitches is the best music I've ever made. Mail mode sucks. It's worse than your mum. Because I will slap your face like a bum. Yeah. Next question, guys. Uh, will you release a Twats Creators Hits album if you get enough songs? We definitely want to. Yeah, and we spoke wanted to about do, this actually. <laughs> yeah, we spoke about doing a Christmas album <laughs> yeah. where we sing RPG versions of the hits. Swats sing the hits, yeah. Because we found this it. really weird song online. I'll include a clip of it here, but it's called. It's it's like a Cthulhu Christmas song. Yeah. And it's called. It's beginning to look a lot like Fishmen. Fishmen, yeah. It's beginning to look a lot like Fishmen. Everywhere I go. From the minute I got to town and started to look around, I thought these ill-bred people's gill slits showed. Uh, when I'm will the Twats merchandise hit the stores? Like things like I'm a, t- I'm a Twat T-shirt or I love Twats hats. Oh, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Yeah, no, thanks for the idea, man. I'm taking um, that. Okay, yeah, I'd love to be able to buy loads of T-shirts. For I really, <laughs> really would love to do merchandise, but I think that we'd only really have two customers, and it'd be me and you. We've yeah. got like, our own t-shirts because they wouldn't give us a free copy because we're too small time. <laughs> yeah. So we'd have to we'd have to buy our own t-shirts and people would be like, "What's that?" And we'd be like, "It's a podcast that I do." And you'd be like, "Well, why are you wearing it?" And then you'd be like, "Fuck off!" And, like, <laughs> yeah, and then I punch you in the face. Oh, you can't say like it's just a really nice t-shirt, right? It's well yeah, made. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's designer, mate. It's designer. It's fruit and loom. <laughs> fruit and loom, mate. Come on. Never had a fruit and a loom. Come on, mate. Taylor's off to I can't do it. Gary continues. Do you think that long-lived races like elves, dwarves, halflings are retarded on account of they progress like humans but live five times longer? I never even fucking thought of that. That's a very, very good point. Because, like, fucking elves, they're like two, they can go up to, like, two, three hundred years old, right? But they level up at the same speed that a fucking human does. Yeah. So that means by that virtue, all the elves that are passed about 70 years old in that in that world should be fucking amazing yeah well yeah, that's yeah. ruined Pathfinder for me forever so yeah. thanks cheers gal uh, he continues what's your take on rolling to see if an NPC is telling the truth personally I think it's a ridiculous mechanic I think sometimes it can work I think it should inevitably always mm-hmm. be difficult mm-hmm. I think the, the, the difficulty check for that should always be very very high and I think that it only works in certain games where a lot of investigation is required. Yeah. Because if you're interrogating someone... You're looking for slip-ups. Exactly. Things. I mean, if, if you were looking at them in real life, right, you'd be seeing their facial expressions. So you saying, can I tell if he's telling the truth? And you roll. I don't think you should say yes or no. What I think you should say is, he seems to be looking around a lot. 
But that could still mean he's telling the truth. He's just nervous because he's talking to a cop. Yeah. Or anything like that. But you should never just go yes or no. If mm-hmm. you say, I want to use psychology to determine if he's lying, roll it. And then as a DM, just go like, yeah, you notice he's looking up and to the left when he's he got a little that. twitch. Yeah, yeah, his yeah eyebrow or something. Or something yeah. And that doesn't tell the player if they were successful or not. But they have the information and they can act on that however the fuck they want. Exactly. If they end up chasing this fucking rabbit down its hole and it ends up to be a complete waste of time and it's a wild goose chase, then um, it means that it's funnier because yeah. they go, what the fuck? He oh, was lying. Nothing. And you'd be like, no, no, he wasn't lying. He, yeah, I just said his face was a bit twitchy. Yeah, he's, he's, a bit twitchy. he's just got a twitchy face. It's like a big group of people approached him and started chatting to him. So this I think in certain nervous. aspects it can work. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, you've, you've, your character's got to interpret what he sees. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, next question is, whose mum is hotter? That's oh, a horrible question. Is horrible. But it is your mum, obviously. No, I'd say yours. That's about as good as this question is going to get. But um, Nick's mum really needs to call me back. I, 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 I can't stress that enough. I'm, I'm well, sick of it. I've added your mum on Facebook, so... Have you really? Yeah, of course I have. <laughs> <laughs> stay away from my mum. I'm not happy about that. Nick's creeping on my mum. <laughs> I'm adding your mum. I had to get you back because you kept... You, I added your mum on... Because of all the mum jobs. I added, I added yours on Pornhub. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Porn.com. Uh, Shout out. Shout out. You and that porn.com. Uh, and his last question is, favourite or great shows people should watch uh, related to role-playing, i.e. Walking Dead Star Wars? Rick and Morty. Uh, yeah. Without a doubt. Rick and Morty... I feel I watched a couple of that, but it's funny. It's yeah, it's it's sci-fi and it and it manages to have fun with it, and I think that that is a great thing. And it's got actually this really quite a, a massive amount of depth to it, and some really touching moments as well. And I think it's a very very good example of how to do a kind of fun game for players if you're doing a sci-fi setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, though, I've been watching a lot of vampire stuff because I'm getting ready for Vampire the Masquerade, which we're going to play soon. Yeah. But, like, what about fantasy, though? Like, do you... do? Uh, I always think, like, whenever I do a new campaign, right, I always try to watch as much stuff that could possibly be helpful as possible. Like, mm-hmm. he was saying, you know, watch The Walking Dead if you're going to do a zombie cam- campaign. Watch Rick and Morty if you're going to do a, a sci-fi one and Star Trek and Fifth Element and shit like that. But then... With fantasy, you've only really got Lord of the Rings. Yeah. In terms of films, anyway. I mean, there's plenty of decent books out there. Mm-hmm. But what if you've got, like, a week to make your campaign and you just want to watch some inspirational stuff to get some ideas? You can't. It's mm-hmm. shit. There's the D&D movie. There's Mazes of Monsters. They fucking suck. Dark Dungeons. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dark Dungeons. What's that? Oh, it's fucking awful. We'll do a full review of it at some point. Coming your way. But, um, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's fantasy is just so starved in terms of good films. So, like, Is that Warcraft? Of, I've not even seen it. It's shite. Yeah, oh, there you go. For my vampire campaign, I watched 10 minutes of Lost Boys <laughs> um, because I started watching it and then I stopped because my mate asked me to come and play Overwatch. And so the first 10 minutes of Lost Boys is quite good. Um, it's about a bunch of bikers, uh, I think. Getting getting attitude for wearing But they're that probably bike. vampires. Yeah, it's a good film. Yeah, it's alright. Yeah, well, the first ten minutes. I'll watch ages. I need to watch the whole thing. Yeah, the, yeah probably before yeah. you can judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that is uh, that's all, girls' questions for this week. So thanks you very much, and I look forward to opening the package. Yes, my notes. Yeah, we'll let you know what we think <coughs> of the package. Yeah, yeah. We... <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, next question has come in from our current winner, Manuel Sams. Is like a sort of uh, demigod, yeah. isn't he? Really. Yeah. Uh, so his first question is what's your stance on big elaborate character backstories 
Well, I, I quite like them. I, I think that every person in the world has a big elaborate story behind them, so I think that your characters should. But the thing is, it doesn't mean you constantly need to stop the party every five seconds and go, did I ever tell you about when I got lost in a quagmire? And you're like, shut the fuck up. Maybe we should go on a quest for that. But it should inform your character. If you know yeah. these little points, yeah. if you do a big elaborate backstory, I feel like it informs your character and it makes it so much more inspired because you've got all these little things you that You can just drop stuff. And it, and it, yeah, and, it, and the, G, the GM can pick up on it and, mm. and, it's, and it's good to use I things like that. adds a lot more nuance to the character because... Yeah. You you could just do a blanket rule and say my character's afraid of animals but then you might have um, part of his backstory is that he had a childhood dog so he's scared of all animals except dogs and it's like little bits like that if you do a big elaborate backstory there'll be fuckloads of them that's what I'm thinking about now for my character for the Warhammer game same here and like we said before on previous podcasts it's important to put the work in as a player. Mm-hmm. The DM's got a lot of work to do, yeah. so make your character believable. Give yep. them a cool backstory. You don't have to tell it to the whole fucking group, but it can really inform how, how you how you play it. Yeah, absolutely. This is why I need to actually talk to Manuel about our backstory, because we're brothers in the new game, exactly. so that's going to be fun. So uh, we'll have a chat about that soon, mate. Second question is, um, what actually made you want to start a podcast? Good question. Well, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I've wanted to do one for bloody ages, and... I absolutely love RPGing, and so it, the two just went hand in hand. It's a bit of a boring answer, but I listen to fuckloads of podcasts, and yep. like, recently I've been listening to Two Good Boys. Very weird and very funny. Very weird, very funny, but they're good. Um, yeah, same, really. I, I didn't listen to that many podcasts before. I listened to, obviously, Ricky Gervais back in the day. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, but then after that, when I started getting into my running my Savage Worlds game, I've said before, I obviously got into the Wild Die and uh, then obviously through that looked at Gavin and Dorks and then started so the guys who are now our colleagues yeah were once were, they were the people that broke your podcast virginity <laughs> lovely <laughs> don't do that <laughs> I was doing a lewd action I'll be laying awake at night thinking of fucking goblins fucking goblins Fucking goblins. Fucking goblins. We started recording our sessions as well, didn't we, with Dictaphone, so we got used to listening to our own voices. Yeah, we've got like a lot of stuff recorded, and we do want to release them. It's just that a lot of the jokes that are made at the table are really not appropriate. <laughs> no. Considering some of the dirty, horrible stuff we say on this we podcast. We are going to say. You can imagine stuff Imagine. Well. Yeah, it's a bit fucked up. So there's been times where I've been like... That I, I've to be had exclusive bonus content. Yeah, like like for the Super, Super 100 Crazy Club. Yeah. But the thing is, when, when it comes down to it, like... Yeah, just I've listened to some of them and I'm, I was like, yeah, I just don't have the time to edit all the bad stuff out. No, I'd like to do it one day though. Now I'm learning how to use editing programs, maybe I'll get, have a go as well. Yes. But anyway, yeah, so there you go. So that's... Thanks, Manuel. Yeah, thank you very much, mate. Look forward to playing with you guys. <laughs> that sounds really weird. Thanks, I look mate. forward to playing with you, Manuel. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, that might only be an English expression. He's German, so he just thinks... He won't get it. Oh. We look forward to having sex with you, Manuel. <laughs> look forward to playing role-playing games on Fantasy Grounds with you. Oh, that's what I meant. That's what that's you what meant. meant. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> right, so our next question is coming from a friend of yours, Pete Beckett. Peter Beckett. Good old Pete. Cool um, guy number one. Yep. And um, he has asked, what was the most memorable character in any campaign that you've played on any system? So that can be an NPC, a boss, it can be one of your characters. Oh, wow. Okay, right. Let's take for granted now that... Big Colin 
is the number one answer. Okay? Yeah. But we spoke about him in the last podcast, so go and listen to that. He's the number one, but what's your second most memorable? What's your, what's your favourite? What's the one that stuck with you in your brain for your waking hours? And when you went to sleep, it would haunt your dreams. Oh. Well, I think mine is Yakuza A from GURPS. <laughs> he's literally a character um, uh, another one goes to Roland which is your character from before I didn't want to say my own but I did love Roland Roland was awesome because he survived through two different systems and four different campaigns and literally took scars from both campaigns like he had an orc arm by the end of it he had an orc arm his hat was uh, cowboy hat was hu- fused to his head yeah he was like his coat was burnt and he, he was had like a big tattered. cape as well oh, you, had to, you had to take the thread out of your shirt so his shirt only went just Below his nipples. Oh, yeah. The was he was just fucked up. He, he was a mess, wasn't he? But he, he was he, great. Yeah, he was awesome. I loved playing him. And I having say. a character that survives that long wow. is so rare. And he's still and alive. I think you were bloody lucky. Yeah. yeah, and he's not dead, so that's great. I could always bring him back one day. So, Peter, those are the two most memorable characters. And I have to say, Peter, you're a pretty memorable character too. I don't know, I did like a smarmy face as I said that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have to remember I'm not being filmed. That's like something off a fucking Heart of M or something when a listener writes it. And don't forget, you're very special too. Okay, that's Peter Beckett there. He says he's spending the day with his kids and the dog. <laughs> okay, Peter, have a glass of beer for me, okay? Next up, we've got David Bowie. <laughs> That was David Bowie. Okay, I'm going to stop this radio nonsense. All right. Uh, next question is in from Matt Stark. Oh my God. Uh, and Matt Stark asks, how many licks does it take to get to the centre of a Tootsie Pop? Right. That's sexual assault. <laughs> Don't send that kind of thing in. Uh, no, uh, tootsie, what is a Tootsie Pop? Uh, I, I think it's taffy. I'm not 100% sure. I think my nan used to bring like Tootsie Rolls back from Spain, but I don't know if they're the American ones. Hello, Nick. I've got your Tootsie Roll. <laughs> she used to love her waist like It's your too. Sunday, Taffy. Have you, Taffy? And your tea? <laughs> Was your nan normal? No. <laughs> Winter is coming. <laughs> Eat your Tootsie Roll. <laughs> my watch is over. Next um, question comes from um, some sort of super criminal mastermind. The Jenk. The Big Jenk. The Big Jenk. He's currently writing to us from prison because he killed millions of men just because they disagreed with him. Looks at him funny. Yep. Yep, that's it. And that's Zach Jenkins. You don't mess with the Zach. Um, So his question is, when playing your big bad uh, for the end of the campaign, do you prefer to use all their hyperpowers, spells or abilities at the beginning or save them for a few rounds to surprise everybody? And are you a fan of spells like Power Word Kill? God knows I am. Well, the thing is, I think that you've got to understand that the, the players in, in D&D games and, and role-playing games, they always behave in an uncinematic way. Okay, And you can have cinematic moments in your campaigns, but I believe that if the players are going to fight dirty and they're going to do what it takes to win, so should the fucking yeah, bad guys. absolutely right. And I don't think that... I think that in real life... If you wanted to fucking get rid of the person who was, you know, opposing you, you would use your most powerful spell, and that's how that's how I do it. I would. I don't think of it like what would make it more cinematic or enjoyable. Um, from that standpoint, I, I think about it from enjoyment as a challenge. Yeah. I think they would come out swinging. 
Yeah. Most of the time, depends on the person, but I think that um, I would just use their most powerful abilities straight up because they, if if that character would, then you should. Yeah, Simple. I think so as well. I was throwing my I was throwing my big bad zombies at you at the end, them them nasty types that you guys hadn't yeah. seen until they were on you. And so, yeah. and with regard with regards to power word kill, I think it's fine because it's in the fucking book. But I think if you're a DM and you worry that that spell's OP, because you can just utter a word and kill one creature you know, <laughs> a day, cool. um, I think it's great because... And they don't even have to hear it, they can just drop dead. It's a level 9 spell, so you're only going to get it at the end of the game anyway. Right. Yeah. And I think it'd be really, really, really cool to just walk up to the last boss and save it, right? And you've done this epic campaign and the guy stands up and he's like, I knew you would find me eventually. I'm ready for a good fight. And you just go, power word, kill. And then he just drops on the floor and you're like, right, that's that done. Well, it's a bit like Lenny Smeckers. Yeah, exactly. That's what we did to him. Exactly. I think an unceremonious death is... For the big bad. Something that never happens in films. And I always like it when it happens, um, you know, in, in a game or something. Because it's... It's amusing yeah. and it can be quite fitting as well. And, and I think it sends like a, a cool message. Yeah, and, you know, I think it's I think it's a laugh. I think it's really good as well, especially if you've got an, like like we've said before, um, an overarching enemy that's been like you know getting away from him all this time. And then after imagine all that, the satisfaction just, of killing him with one word. There's nothing better. Yeah, 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 Super Justice poll. That is all the questions for this week. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah, so we did also ask for people to send in um, stories about their evil bosses. Now, that can be in a game, or it can be somebody in real life that you worked for that you didn't like. Yeah, give on funny yeah. stories about evil bosses. We'll change the names if you want us to, or do, or do it yourself. Or just do it, yeah, do it yourself. Do it yourself. You fucking little... Lazy. <laughs> lazy sod. Um, and and yeah. we'll do it. We'll read about Bill off. Yeah, we read anything bit. out, don't we? We'll read anything out. So send it in. We'll either read them out on the next pod, or do a bonus content all about evil bosses. Yeah. That would be really cool, actually. So do that, please. That would be fun. And don't forget the jingle competition. Yes, the jingle competition. Enter that. Tabletoptwats at gmail.com. Buffalo soldier. Looks like a toldier. Any damsel that's in distress. Be out of that dress when she meets Jim West. Rough deck. So we gotta check the law and abide. Watch your step. We'll flex to get a hole in your side. Swallow your pride. Don't let your lip react. You don't want to see my hand where my hit me at. Okay, so we are... The Nerds International <laughs> spokespeople. <laughs> so we are part of the amazing Nerds International network, and uh, they're a bunch of great guys. Yeah, am I right? They, yeah, you certainly are. They're good guys. Can I? Can I? Can I say something controversial here, Nick? <laughs> what, what? They're great guys. Wait, oh, well. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to blow your mind. <laughs> I was really expecting something completely different to that. But what I want to say this week is we are going to big up a one of our esteemed colleagues and we want to talk about the Blackwood Codex yes we do that is um, Eli Kurtz he has a YouTube channel which is simply entitled Eli Kurtz so go and search for his name mm-hmm. and look at the Blackwood Codex because it's a playthrough of um, Blackwood Codex that he's done and it's quite obvious that he's a very intelligent guy yeah. and I don't like that <laughs> it, it winds me up because I can barely count to and I <laughs> one day uh, will someday finish a complete and the thing is uh, Eli he does it without even thinking about it 
He's complete sentences. RPGR. Yeah, he's got complete sentences, and that's 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 the sort of shit you're going to get if you watch Blackwood Codex. So it's, I would go and watch it now cool. because the campaign is very very entertaining, very intelligent, and it's really 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 good fun to get your teeth stuck into. I've watched the first two episodes so far, and they're really awesome. So well done, Eli, and he gave us a mention on it as well. Oh wow! He said I've been listening to the Tabletop Twats, and I thought, why? What's wrong with this guy? Yeah, oh man. Don't do that. <laughs> Never do that. But hi Eli, thank you very much. Brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. Go check him out. He's a great guy. Get in some. So that's another episode, Nick. Oh, we've done it. Oh, we're there. That's fun. I like it. I like it too. And if you like it, all you people out there, don't tell us. No, do. No, tell us. Yeah, do tell, t- us. Do tell us. We, tell us, tell us we could really do with the encouragement. Yeah, we like friends. Yeah, we are. But <laughs> the thing is, we, don't, we have only got each other. And mm-hmm. we need your contact. We need you to tell us that what we're doing is actually worth it. We don't get out of this room much. No, no, we don't. Which is weird, because Nick lives in a different house. And you really, you really have to go soon. No. No, <laughs> get out of the room. It's comfy. It's not. <laughs> but if you would like to get in touch with us, you can do so in a manner of ways yeah. which are as follows. Okay, number one, Gmail, tabletoptwats at gmail.com. Number two, Facebook. Do it faster. Facebook.com forward slash tabletopt. Yes, tabletopt because we couldn't get twats. And Twitter at tabletoptwats. And finally, Tumblr. At just search for tabletop twats. We don't know how yeah, Tumblr works. We don't know how really, Tumblr is. I'm going to update it soon. I promise. We're working on it. Uh, yeah, and as always, sling us an email. Yeah, and come find us on the Nerds International Network at G Plus. So, who would win in a fight between Rain Man and Elephant Man? <laughs> that's the question we want you to ponder until next week, <laughs> listeners. And that's another episode. See you later, Chicken McBosh. Previously on Tabletop Twats. You come into my club, interrupt my night, make me get out of my glarking chair. You must have some gigantic gablorgablorgs, boy. A dance competition. Me versus Lamb Slice. Loser dies here, on this stage, tonight. Uh, ow. He's good. Really good. It's bloody awful, Mick. Well, what should I do? Hit him and run away. I said hit him, not throw acid in his face. What are we doing, mate? Run away, of course. I'm hailing a taxoid. What's, uh... It's a flying taxi. <sighs> Escapes require payment up front. Move, or I'll throw fucking acid in your face. got away from that. That was some scary shit back there. Oh yeah, thank God you're okay. I'm so glad you could be here right now. Threatening me with acid, making me drive you for free. Shut up. Right, Nick, I want a bloody word with you. You fucked everything up, and I mean everything. What? That's not even an expression. That's just me saying to you that you fucked everything up. We he, Now he knows our faces. He's going to be looking for us. We are fucked. Do you understand that? We was going in there to kill him. I got his attention like you said. And you threw acid in his face. It, it was never going to kill... It, you should have bought a gun. I was thinking on my think. 
Think? What do you mean thinking on your think? It doesn't even make you sense. You know, I was thinking on my thinks that I should have, well, you know, just Listen. arrested at him, didn't I? It worked, didn't it? I, I don't know what we're going to do now. How, how can we possibly get to him? He's going to upset up his security. We're, we're screwed. You got any more of them gem things? I've got one more gem, but I told you before, it's imprecise. We can't use it to go back in time again. There must be something in this cyber city that can help us with that. Hang on. Do, 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 can you hear something? Yeah, I can. What the... Is that a giant robot? Oh my god, it is. What now? We're, we're fucked, Nick. We're fucked. We're gonna die. Why? This is the bit where we... Oh, 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 fuck. We're hit, Nick. We're hit. We're gonna go down. Oh, Who's gonna pay for that damage on the old uh, flying car there? Is the, it's, it's gonna be me, that's who. The boss is gonna see it. He's gonna be fucking pissed off. And shut up. It's no time to be worrying about your stupid tapsoid. We're going down and we're going down fast. Hold on to something, Nick. <laughs> Anti-ciudadano denunciado en esta comunidad. Código bloque incauterizado.